Welcome to the Guardrail Podcast. This is a podcast about what it looks like when you ask God to give you eyes to see and ears to hear. We describe all the many things God has shown us as we have pursued a deeper walk with Him. I'm Rachel. And I'm Fox. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. The Guardrail Podcast. Yeah. Welcome to New England. Cold, mm. rainy. No, listen, we had one day of summer, <laughs> and now it's back to the usual miserable. <laughs> it's been nice, though. By this time, I think we're, like, freezing, right? I don't know. I don't know anymore. I don't yeah. know what's normal anymore. I know, right? Yeah. Like, not even, like, snow. We don't get a lot of snow anymore. I think it just depends on what kind of winter we have. Sometimes we have a lot of snow, and then at times we just don't. Yeah. Well, the last time we had a lot of snow was 2015. That broke the record. And then after that, it was just like no snow. Mm, I remember 2015 because we lived in an apartment in Fall River and mm. parking when it snows is something out of the pit. I remember hell. shoveling for three hours. Mm. And the next day I could not walk. I remember people fighting over parking spots <laughs> and leaving chairs <laughs> out there in their spot that they, <laughs> that they carved out. And uh, yeah. Good times it was in good. Fall River. It was fun. It's fun there. Now I have a, a snowblower and like I've used it once or twice. Yeah, it's true. We've I've had really it for not like used three it years, much. three, four years. We did, however, carve out a pathway to the hot tub. Oh, yeah. That last really big snowfall. Yeah, we had one big storm here. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. So once I, you, I mean, there's only so many things you can. You know, it's funny. Now we have like there. all-wheel drive cars, mm-hmm. snowblowers. Yep driveway and like it's not snowing anymore like we're prepared for it <laughs> yeah <laughs> it doesn't snow <laughs> yeah it's true yeah but i'm okay with that i really don't i don't like snow yeah i like global warming hmm? global warming i like it well <laughs> we don't call it that anymore that's climate change that's a, yeah i am all for climate change <laughs> are you <laughs> change the climate <laughs> climate sucked let's change it to what i like yeah, which is warm <laughs> and tropical if we're we were, changing. we did have a crappy summer though. Like I didn't. It, it was rained. Good. Yeah. All the time on the weekend. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, but awful. you know what? I don't remember that because maybe it was the weekends. Because you that, work. I feel like the weekends that I was working, it was raining, and the weekends that I was off, I it was good for me. No. No. You're. I don't, it was like. I don't remember. It was. It, it rained like sixteen out of like twenty weekends or something like that. We had like three or four good weekends. Yeah, it's garbage. <laughs> it's garbage. <laughs> yeah, what can you do? But now Uh-oh. we're in the midst of fall. And uh, we had one 80 degree day. And yeah, it was so nice. It was great. And now it's back to coldy, cold, rainy weather. Yeah, no, we still complain though because I was out there doing stuff. Saturday and I was like, oh, it's too hot. <laughs> you you know? complain. I never complain about being hot. I am constantly cold <laughs> and I'm interested only in being warm. Well, yeah. And so when I have the warmth, I'm grateful. Yeah, that's true. Anyway, what do we want to talk about today, Fa? Um, this is a couple of things I have off the top of my head mm-hmm. and then we'll see where it goes. Okay. Um, Let's start with yesterday I was praying and um, you know when you're praying and you go on like this, I want to say a rant, but it's not a rant. Like you just start <laughs> preaching in your head. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that happens to me a lot. 
And Does I'm like, it? why doesn't that happen to me when I'm like recording a podcast or something? <laughs> <laughs> Go on, like some kind of. You know, it's funny. Uh, as I was praying, I like, yeah, so yesterday I had a really good time praying. Mm-hmm. And as I was praying, I was like, oh, this is good stuff. I thought about, it's like, oh, you should. <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. It's like, oh, you know, we I put this on a podcast, but I I felt bad because it was like the first thing I thought about. I was like, I don't I don't want to spend time with God just to be on the podcast. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, you know when you're in church and this doesn't apply to you because I don't go to church. No, because you're <laughs> you're very extroverted. And am I though? Doing worship, you're up front dancing and like yeah right <laughs> singing and waving flags in uh-huh. front of people is something? <laughs> hey, yes that sounds exactly like me i've been known to dance this doesn't apply to you so it doesn't apply to you with streamers you know mm-hmm. you got latin blood so you want to dance you want to shake it all the time you know what i'm saying whoa okay <laughs> this is pg you got that rhythm that doesn't stop within you what like- are you what is your point <laughs> The oddest thing yesterday, I was I was praying and I was thinking about people that are in church and they don't show that you know outward worship or whatever. They're just stoic. Mm-hmm. They'll raise their arms and maybe a little bit, and you know you know I'm talking about like that kind of people, yes. like me, basically you. me. Yeah, you know, uh, if it if if worship is really slapping real uh-huh. hard yeah <laughs> the most the most i do is like i sway oh wow <laughs> back and forth <laughs> and keep in mind i am latin i should be like you know uh i don't know i, I don't because I i'm also like you if you were i know i know because i'm also yeah. um half german so i don't yeah. move much <laughs> i would be i would not first off just to take a minute here to explain I don't like any to to correct what you just heard because it's incorrect about me. I do not like <laughs> any kind of attention on me at all. And if you brought attention to me, I would be very upset. Yeah, and move away from you. Yeah. So it's funny you said that because the only time I would break out the dancing is it with you if you're with me uh-huh. and I want to embarrass because I know. <laughs> I know it hurts you a lot. Yeah, it really does. Something happens inside me and when I you wanna, do something. <laughs> and I want to just like embarrass you and I'll start dancing Sometimes, Fa is very, he's odd. So sometimes Fa will start dancing in public. To embarrass you. Yeah. and Or he'll like yell things like he's some kind of, <laughs> I don't know, special needs kid or something. Like, bah! you know, start, yeah. and I really hate it a lot um that's funny and it's it's meant to torture me so yeah i was thinking about that mm-hmm. and uh, you made me lose my thread i thought i don't know where i was going with it um so all right well you were in worship the most you do is sway back and forth yeah i was thinking about yeah you know, you, know you, you say you don't like attention to you yet you're like a worship leader and stuff yeah well it's not attention to me but anyways um it's attention to jesus <laughs> You know, I was thinking about how some people don't engage that way, and you know how we have an enemy, and the enemy likes to accuse people. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, to all my people out there that don't like dancing and showing a lot of like, you know, moves when mm-hmm. there's worship or mm-hmm. lifting up hands and stuff, yeah, 
if you ever felt like the enemy attacked you or made you feel less than other people, I want to encourage you because it's God doesn't see you that way. He knows how you are, right? He knows you're not going to break out dancing in front of people. You're not going to just, you know, he know like he knows your um what's the word I'm looking for? Like he knows your identity. He's like he knows how you are on the inside. So he knows that you're not going to start dancing, right? Mm-hmm. There's a word for it. I don't know. Like when a child is different than the other child, like unique? No, 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 no. It's not uniqueness. It's how they're wired and stuff. Characteristics? Character. So God knows your character, right? Mm -hmm. He knows you're not about to start dancing. You could be in a bar or you could be in a club and you wouldn't dance. You know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. you wouldn't dance, you wouldn't dance in the bar, you wouldn't dance in the church. So I was just thinking about that. And that like it it was so weird because I started praying and I immediately thought about that. Like people that don't express themselves like that. Mm -hmm. And... I was like, I bet the enemy tries to make them feel small. And uh, what I was thinking about is like, for a person that doesn't like to express themselves with their bodies, lifting up their hands is a greater sacrifice than for some people to go up to the front of the church and start dancing. You know what I mean? Because like, they're wired that way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So some people, if this is it, this is you, don't feel shame in your because you don't need to look like other people when you're worshiping Mm -hmm. you know you're supposed you're supposed to worship in spirit and truth and i hate to say your truth because people use that a lot nowadays right but your true self is a person that doesn't dance and a person that that, you know doesn't express um worship with their hands or the parts and stuff so if you want to do that it's fine Mm -hmm. but don't feel small because you don't do it Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying what I, something else that I thought about too is like, I don't like doing that, and it's uncharacteristic for me because I'm Brazilian, and Brazilian and Latin people, you know how it is, right? They like to dance, they like to move, or whatever. Mm-hmm. In Brazil, there's carnival. You know what carnival is? Yes. Do you know what it means? You no. know what the word carnival Carnival is, carnival is <laughs> a party of the flesh. It's what that means. Yeah. Really? Yeah. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, people say, oh, you know. Here in the U.S., like, oh, people are out there dancing half naked. In Brazil, during Carnival, on TV, you will see naked people. You know what I mean? Like, they're, hmm. like there's naked women on primetime TV dancing during Carnival. And it's, like, totally normal. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Maybe they just have a little bit of painting on their body or whatever. And growing up, like, I hated Carnival so bad. <laughs> Every Like, most Christians do. It's, like, yeah. an awful awful time because the tv stops like showing all programming and because you have like two or three channels all they show is the carnival all Mm -hmm. the time anyways it's also like a good reason why churches go on retreat during that time you know what i mean and it's a whole week of people just dancing and doing whatever they want on the streets and there's parties in like every city and you know drugs alcohol and all that stuff so carnival is like awful awful and you know what i mean like and i've always felt like i you know i don't fit with that i don't want to dance i don't want to you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. our culture is like so weird and it's so ingrained into like people that a lot of people when they convert to you know christianity or whatever they don't stop the dancing thing they they, you know they're always like they want to express themselves with their body and Mm -hmm. stuff 
And I'm not like that. And for a long time, I did feel bad about it. You know what I mean? Because a lot of people are expressing themselves, doing this and that. But now I just feel like I don't have to anymore feel bad about that. You know what I'm saying? Mm Because I I know that God knows who you are and he knows you wouldn't do that. That's not how you express your love to him. That's not how you express your worship to them, to him. You know what I'm saying? Uh Uh-huh. You remember when the woman at the well, he was like, oh, how should we worship? And God's like, you should worship in spirit and truth or whatever. Yeah. The truth part is admitting who you are. And if you're not a person that, you know, expresses, expresses themselves that way, you don't need to fake it. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right, So that's what I was thinking about yesterday. Um, don't feel bad if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't, do those things. Something else that... Wait, 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 wait. So... Okay, so are you often feeling bad in worship? Because I don't know. Do no, I don't feel bad often, but I can see, and I felt that yesterday when the devil could use something that you are mm-hmm. to make you feel less than other people. Mm-hmm. But other people are made that way. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you're not made that way. So if you compare yourself to other people, you're going to fall short. Well, you know what I'm saying? Okay, so. Here's the thing. I think that a lot of times we are pressured in a church setting to behave a certain way. So like, say for instance, this will go either way, mind you. So maybe you're so, um, maybe, I don't know, maybe you're going to a specific kind of church where like you don't lift your hands. Oh yeah. You don't dance. That's definitely like from the devil, apparently, according to some people. (laughs) (laughs) And so like that wouldn't even be, you wouldn't be doing that. But say you're in that kind of church and you want to dance and you want to show God like with your body, like how exactly. much you love God. And because yeah. you like sometimes you get overwhelmed. Like, yeah, like, I don't I don't really I mean, there are times I'm not a dancer per se, but I will like if I'm at the point where I'm like, oh, yeah. So like I need to like, yeah, like I'm overwhelmed. Like I'm. I don't even know how to explain what happens. But yeah. Basically, it's like, oh no, I'm not, I'm not jumping up and down because like I want attention, or I like everyone else is doing it, so I'm doing, I'm doing it because like I, I cannot contain myself yeah. because I'm so overwhelmed in God's presence. So oh, I'll yeah. like react that way, and that doesn't happen unfortunately every time I go to church, but it does happen. So, so what do you say to the people who? So, so I, what I'm seeing is, is like this can go either way, wherein like you know. <laughs> You're in a church setting and it's not something people do, but you feel like I want to jump. I want to dance, you know, be ready, be ready to be criticized. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Well, I'm trying to say this is that it goes both ways because you not doing it is also not being worshipful in spirit and in truth because the truth of it is that you want to worship God with everything physically and spiritually and you're not doing that. And then, um, I don't know. Does that make sense? It it's does like, make sense. Well, damned if you do, damned if you don't, right? Kind of, yeah. Well, what if not you... really. I mean, like, well, what I'm trying to say is is that we we all conform to what, we're, what crowd we're in. You know what yeah. I mean? And, like, a lot of times I think people raise their hands and worship like that because everybody else is doing it. Yeah. You know? And I don't think that God really appreciates that kind of worship. Yeah. <laughs> but this is a call to my fellow non-dancing white man 
that feel white man. Yeah, because the people that don't dance is the white people. That's not true. Most other people in other cultures are like, you know what I'm saying? I'm talking about the stoic German people out there <laughs> that don't dance much, <laughs> that don't ex- show oh expression. God. You know, the, my Finnish people, all the people that don't really show a lot of emotions, <laughs> <laughs> don't feel bad ever. Um, there's something else I was going to say with that too. Wait, wait. Yeah, if you okay. don't, if you find yourself in a place where you can't do either, Mm-hmm. lift your hands to worship or not lift your hands to worship mm-hmm. and be scrutinized for that. Um, you better look for a place where there's freedom. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. Because if the Lord is truly in a church, you know, there's freedom and they should be able to worship freely. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So fun story about you is that I often was upset with you when I would lead worship because you look like you're thinking about like I don't know <laughs> the metric system like you're so uninterested <laughs> like you're like you're like you have no expression and I, I like I, when I'm leading worship and I look at you it's so disheartening <laughs> I, was like, I was like my own husband doesn't even engage in what I'm worshiping like it's so bad well that's um, you're wrong because you no, worship literally, slaps real hard. Liter- literally, I, you're like looking around the room, like distracted, yeah. like a butterfly goes on. You look well, around, look distracted, you know? but uh, what you learn is on the inside, it's not. It doesn't feel that way. <laughs> and that's that's the the a good point is that like you know, um, I don't know. People worship, however, is authentically to you, like, and it's like you don't really express yourself. But doesn't mean you're not worshiping. Yeah. And worship can look like, and you can lay down and worship. You could freaking. You know, be jumping up and down. You can be your eyes closed, your eyes open, no facial expression. You could be singing, you could be not. And it's, if, yeah. if you're worshiping God and you're engaged with God, you're engaged with God. And I always have a problem with worship leaders that are like, raise your hand, you know, like lift up your yeah. hands. I'm like, uh, often I would be defiant and not do it just because they told me to do it, <laughs> which isn't right either. But it's just, yeah. Of- one thing I can say about that is I did come from a church where you did not lift your hands, mm-hmm. you did not clap. You did not dance, sway. You know what I'm saying? Like there is, you stood there and you sang and you, you're done. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So to have a pastor that say, lift your hands, you know, do this and that, clap. That was something that, you know, taught me how to worship mm-hmm. and also taught me how to break free from that. Mm-hmm. So there is something to that. I don't I don't like it. I don't agree. I know. I know you don't. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, who says that's worshiping? Like you can lift your hands and it's not really. Yeah. It means nothing. But here's the you thing. Know, some I, people, I'm not a fan of that stuff. But some people want to lift their hands and they can't. So when somebody mm-hmm. that's leading mm-hmm. gives you the go ahead to do so the freedom to do so mm-hmm. you can go ahead and do it you know what i'm well, saying well okay so likely if you want to raise your hand and the worship leader's like everybody raise your hand it's 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 okay to raise your hand like everybody's it's the understanding in that room yeah, is but like they, everyone they, can do they, this but well, what you lack is courage to overcome whatever fear you got going on that's what that is and that yeah, i, mean, I feel like i feel like that when you are able to overcome your fears 
no one can do that for you. And then the next time when the when the worship leader's like, no, didn't didn't say that, raise your hand, then what are you going to do? You know? Let me throw a scenario to you. Mm-hmm. You're in a church, mm-hmm. okay? No one raises their hands ever. Um, all of a sudden, the God starts moving mm-hmm. in your church. There's a revival starting. Yeah. Um, I'm okay with someone saying, you know, lift your hands or whatever, because sometimes worship leaders will address what's in the room, and what's in the room is people want to lift up their hands, but they don't because they're thought not to. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I'm okay with a period of time where a worship leader is encouraging people to do things that they never done before because God is moving in their church for the first time. Yeah, I mean, as far as... A- I understand what you're saying. You don't want a worship leader to tell you what to do all the time. No, but at no, first- no. That's not what I mean. There's two different scenarios here going on. If the Holy Spirit's like prompting that worship leader to like hey say something to make these people engage because they need some help that's one thing but half the time it hasn't i'll be kind of a jerk in a moment half the time i think it's just the worship leader wants to feel good about what they're doing (laughs) (laughs) i don't think that it's really necessarily i never let worship Uh, i don't know i just think sometimes people get i think i've seen worship leaders get upset with the congregation for not engaging in like kind of yeah I don't know. Like, you to, why don't you lift your hands? You know, this is the God's in the room. Would you, blah, blah, blah. You know, I've seen that multiple times. And it's not, that's not the Holy Spirit. That's your flesh. You need yeah. to get over yourself. You know? Yeah, I'm not talking about that. But I'm I talking, am. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> and I honestly think there's something to it when you're like, I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like, I'm just not big on the peer pressure stuff. And even like, because we've all been bullied by, you know, spiritual leaders before about reacting or responding, even if it's within good intentions. But it's like you can't make people respond to God. You can't make people yeah. understand God's presence. Like that's something they have to choose for themselves. It's just like going up to the altar, like the altar calls. You know, it's like there, there are people who, who know they want to go up to the altar. So they have to make a decision. Like, yeah. are they going to be brave enough to go up there or not? And I just don't think that... I think when they choose to respond on their own, I think that's when it matters the most, I guess, when it sticks. I don't know. Both things are true. Yeah. Some people need to push. I don't know. Some people are pushing too much. No, I don't think people... I don't know. I can go on for a while about this. (laughs) It's like, why do these people need to push? Like, if it's not legit... If it's not happening for them, they're not feeling it, then they're not feeling it. Like, I don't know. No, what I'm, what I'm saying is that they, they are feeling it. They just are scared. Then you know that's what I'm saying? okay. That's what I've been telling you the whole time. Well, yeah, but I'm saying is like, okay, if they're scared, too scared to raise their hand, then they're going to go home and say, you know what? I should have done that. Next time, they'll do it. Yeah. What else did you want to talk about? A while ago, I was spraying, and I saw a person who's a minister. And what I saw was that person's shoulder was cracking and it had sores and you could see flesh under shoulders. Mm-hmm. Do you remember when I told you this? No. I don't know. It was it was a long time ago, but I was reminded of it this week. And um what the Lord told me about that person was that like sometimes we try to carry things on our own when you're a minister, right? Yeah. When you're leading a church mm-hmm. and we end up getting hurt. And our, you know, 
our uh, shoulders hurt because we're carrying stuff we're not supposed to carry. Yeah. But, you know, that's, I don't know, 90% of pastors out there, 90% of people in ministry are suffering and carrying things that they're not supposed to be carrying. Yeah. That day I saw God like rubbing ointment on that person. I thought that was a cool vision that I had. And, man, it's just, I see now, like, I can see now how you can end up as a pastor in that spot. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Somewhere along the line, things didn't go well. Maybe God changed directions and you didn't recognize it. And then you ended up in a place where, like, you're just doing all the work. You're working for God mm-hmm. instead of working with God. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Man, when we're in Tennessee and we're in a room full of like pastors and stuff, you can just feel that stuff. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. pastors are hurting so bad and so many people in that room are like, I'm about to close my church because I can't. Like you just can't anymore. Yeah. Um. That's right. You can't. You're not supposed to. It's not supposed to be you carrying anything. Mm-hmm. You know, we're supposed to live off of what Jesus um, conquered for us and. We're just supposed to follow him, you know? Mm-hmm. We're not supposed to carry anything. We're not supposed to, uh, Of course, we have responsibilities and we have things that, you know, you need to take care of. But if you're a pastor out there and you just, you're at your end and you're about to give up, just give up. Put things down. You know what I'm saying? Like, give that burden to Jesus. It's not yours to carry. Mm-hmm. It's, it's something of a violation when you try to carry things that you're not supposed to carry. You know what I'm saying? You're you're never going to you're never going to win. You're never going to make it. You you may have held it together for a while, but it's just the end isn't good. You know what I'm saying? So many people give up. So many people just get burnt out because of it. And it's I get it. Like if I'm thinking about people who are sick right Mm -hmm. when you have an illness that is chronic or whatever it comes to a point where the illness is like a part of you and you don't know how to separate yourself from it anymore you know what i mean like even if you have the opportunity to try something new or surgery or something like that there's like a pushback from you because you just you've, you've lived with that illness for so long that you don't know how to like separate yourself from it anymore. You don't know how to let go. Mm-hmm. I think the ministry is the same thing. Like you've done things a certain way for so long. They don't work, but you're still barely making it. And there's that reluctance to let go and let just God deal with things. You know what I mean? Like you just, you've lost all your trust and stuff. Mm-hmm. If you're out there and that's you, just next time you're going to prayer, just put those things down. You know, let God like handle it. Let God Take care of it. Number one is going to like feel so great. And he can't do anything until you give those things up to him. You know what I'm saying? You know what I mean? Like you, as long as you keep trying to do things yourself, you just, you're going to fail. You're going to fail. But what does that look like? I mean, okay. So you have these pastors who, um, you know, this is their livelihood. This is how they eat, you know. There's yeah. no people that come to their church. No, I'm their not saying... Their church doesn't thrive. Yeah. You know, they they know that they were called to ministry, but their ministry looks 
not what they thought it would be. I'm not and saying they're out um, there hustling, you know, trying to make things happen. Yeah, but that's the thing. I'm not saying give up on your ministry. I'm saying give up on trying to do things yourself. No, I know you're not saying that. But I'm asking you, what does that look like? I don't know. Only only you and God can know those things. You know what I mean? Like only you and God know what are the things that you're trying to hold on to when God's just like let go. You need to let go. I think a lot of I think a lot of people it just kind of ties in with the first thing I said. I think a lot of people don't face the truth. You know what I mean? Like they're you're lying to yourself mm-hmm. if you're thinking you can handle this ministry by yourself. You need to just be able to humble yourself and say, I can't. Mm-hmm. If God, if you don't lead this, I can't. Right. If you if if you're not looking to God to see what the next move is, there's not going to be one. And you can keep there are places where. Um, a church will survive if you're trying to just do the work. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like places like New England, it just doesn't. Because churches just close here all the time. Mm-hmm. I've been to like so many churches now that don't like exist anymore. You know what I mean? I know. Where it's pastors so just like, I'm done. I'm leaving. Yeah. Things don't work up here or whatever. It, they may not be as easy as you know, in other places or in Brazil, like in Brazil, you open a church, it's like your church is full. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. But up here, you you can't fake it. You know what I mean? Like if it's not the real thing here, it doesn't. That's it doesn't true. Drive. I tell you, know you what one saying? thing about New Englanders is that they they don't like the fake yeah. nonsense. Like you won't. You won't get very far not being authentic. I'm not saying that churches are fake, and you no, know, I'm I know. saying it's just like I don't know. I would like to know what that looks like, though. I would like to know what you mean, because there are plenty of people who they feel like God has called them here or wherever, and God told them to do this, right? And so that's what they keep doing until it doesn't work anymore, and now they're not sure, like. Yeah. What to do. I feel they, like for some people, they're, I, I don't know about you, but I, I think church to me 10 years ago and church to me now are like almost two different churches. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it's, I'm not saying it in a bad way. I, I don't want to say that the church evolved either. I just want to say that... I think the church woke up more and I think that nowadays we're seeking God more. You know what I mean? Like I, there's a lot of things out there that are their, their whole focus and their whole attentions is people, right? Mm -hmm. Not in a good way, in a bad way. They want to be entertained. They want to go to a church where things are just ready for them. You know what I mean? Like they just want to consume. Mm hmm. Whereas I think the church now is getting into a season where they're going to work with God and they're going to seek God first and they're going to put themselves second. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of churches out there are still in that old wine skin trying to make things happen and it's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people will say things like, oh, this isn't how God did it back in my day or whatever. Mm-hmm. But God doesn't, you know, he's, I know he's the same, but he does new things. You know what I mean? Like, right. think, 
it, it makes me it reminds me of like Israel because Israel was used to relating to God one way, seeing God one way, and when Jesus came, they completely missed it because mm-hmm. they were stuck in their ways. You know what I mean? They're stuck in their religion. And it's the same thing nowadays. Like God is doing something new. A lot of people can't see it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. A lot of people choose not to see it. <laughs> Every podcast I drop my phone. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean though? Yeah, I think the key is here is that I think a lot of times people get caught up on the vision and not on Jesus, on their calling and not Jesus. So like people are called, right? Like we're called. And like I think a big thing of the 90s and like the early 2000s was like, okay, you know, what's your vision? What's your, what's your, you know, everyone had on their website, like their vision and like, yeah. their, you know, we're called to the community. We're called to this, that or whatever. Right. And that was like a big thing. And that still kind of is, but I think we're coming out of a season of that and where that's not like, God's like, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute. Um, because like any good thing, people get extreme with it. So, okay. So People get caught up in being like, oh, I'm called to, you know, the homeless, right? And so, like, their whole thing is, like, the homeless and, you know, blah, 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 which is great, fine. Um, And then people are like, oh, I'm called to, you know, this type of ministry and certain pastors will move to different areas because, like, we're called to bring revival here or we're called to do this and that, right? But that's not actually true. And we're never really called to a thing. We're always called to Jesus. Yeah. Like he's always the focus. So here's the point is that the revelation talks about how like, hey, behold, I'm doing a new thing, right? Yeah. And what does Paul say? He's like, hey, pick up your cross and or and follow, right? You know? And um, like die to self daily, right? Yeah. This whole thing, right? So you, you can't do that if you are called to a thing. You're following a thing. You're looking to a thing. The thing is your purpose. Yeah. You know, the homeless, I'm, I'm called to the homeless. So all you care about is the homeless. And you end up taking your eyes off of Jesus and looking to your calling, right? Yeah. But if Jesus is your calling, then your eyes are, are directed towards Jesus. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this plenty of times about putting our eyes on Jesus because we'll miss what he's doing because he's constantly moving. Yeah. So if he's doing a new thing and if he's always moving... And our goal always, every single day, is to, you know, um, pick up our cross and follow him. We're not really called to anything except for him, right? Yeah, that's true. We're called only to him. But what happens is, is that people get a vision, or they get a calling, or they get a promise, right? Um, Yeah. it's, It's like with Abraham and Isaac, you know, I'm like, think of this, like, as you're talking about this, it's like, okay, you know, Abraham said, uh... Or God said to Abraham, hey, like, I'm going to give you a son, right? So then Abraham's waiting for the son. Finally, that happens. Isaac's here. And then, um, you know, God's like, okay, go sacrifice Isaac. And then Abraham's like, cool, going to go do that. (laughs) And they go up the mountain and do the whole thing. And, like, here's where people get stuck. It's like you stop following God's voice and you, you get you get focused on what he said to do. The task, yeah. Yeah. So like people are out there sacrificing their Isaacs and because they just have lost sight of God and they've lost his voice. So it's like, yeah, cool. You were called to the homeless back in the 90s. But what is God telling you he's doing now? So like when your mindset is not, I'm called to a thing, I'm called to God, that means that you have to every single day be looking to Jesus, be hearing him because he's doing something new. He's doing something. Yeah. 
And and that way you don't miss the the lamb that he brings instead of killing Isaac. You know, it's like God's doing something. Yeah. But we get lost and we get our eyes off of Jesus and that is where the problem is. Yeah, people you know? also make their ministry their idol. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. that's where they miss it. Like uh, just yesterday I was listening to that girl, Stephanie, Gretz, 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 whatever her name is. <laughs> yeah. She was just saying how, you know, maybe some maybe you were called to lead worship and it started out well, but then your life became about the worship and yeah. you, you know. Yeah. And you're looking for the applause and you're just you're you're no longer worshiping out of the overflow that you have from Jesus, you're just doing the worship. And then you look at the people and the people aren't responding, and then you go home empty every time. And then those are the people that leave church because they started out okay, you know, there was a calling there, but the calling became everything and Jesus became second. Yeah. Exactly. And that will get you every time. Yeah. Making an idol out of, like, your calling will get you. Well, because Jesus isn't doing that, right? So say, like, you know, you talk about the person that you saw had, like, a ripped up shoulder and crap. Like, when did they decide to start doing the motions of getting that ripped up, sh- lifting? You know, when did they start, decide to start lifting? Well, when they noticed that God wasn't doing it anymore. Yeah. They had to take over and start lifting for them. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay. Well, that at that point, you know, the focus isn't on Jesus; it's on whatever they're trying to lift, yeah, or accomplish. You know, yeah, it's it's complicated. Um, it's actually not complicated. No, it's I really know. Simple. Well, it's easy for us to say that because we're in this, you know, season in our, in our lives where we're learning all of this. But yeah, not too long ago, we we're just following idols. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We we're blind. We were asleep and everything was just, we we're going in the wrong direction for sure. Yep. Um, if that's you, my only advice is when you pray, just beg the Lord to show you what's wrong. Where, where did I, where did I go wrong? It's mm-hmm. like, what am, is this an idol for me? Is this... You know, am I following you? Am I following you? My perception of you, or where do we take like a wrong turn? Where did you, in where did you and I part ways? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He will show it to you. He will show it to you. I guarantee you. I guarantee you, he'll show you where things went wrong because he always does. Yeah, I think, and that's kind of key. It's like God will never not straighten you out oh, when yeah. you want to be straightened out. Yeah. Uh, the problem is knowing that you need to be straightened out. Yeah. Like I think that people continue in these like this uh level of functioning is because they don't know any better. They don't yeah. know that they're not following God anymore. They think they are, you know? Yeah. And it's like David's like search my heart and know me because yeah. like clearly there are things in your heart where you're not aware of. You didn't know it was a problem. And like I can personally attest to that because like half the crap that God's been like correcting me on, I didn't even know was an issue. It just oh, was yeah. my normal everyday thing. <laughs> like, that's I'm like, oh whole, wait, what? I'm prideful. Wait a that's minute. That's the whole point of it. When I'm self righteous. <laughs> when you're deceived, <laughs> like, you deceived, you don't know. Yeah, you, you don't, don't know you're deceived. Know. Right. People so. the, people think that they are not deceived, but that's the whole point of it. Yeah. Like you are. Yeah. Being deceived is not knowing you're deceived. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. 
It's yeah. And it's funny because I mean, the symptoms of it don't lie. It's like if you're burnt out and you're tired and you're ready to give up and you are not feeling any of the things that you would expect from an area of overflow, then something's wrong with you, you know? Yeah. Look at the fruits. Yeah, exactly. Look at the fruits and you know the tree, you know what I'm saying? Like if it's, yeah, if the fruits are pain, it's just... (laughs) <laughs> suffering <laughs> yeah you, you, you know like, i know that we're supposed to suffer for jesus but that's not the kind of suffering that's talking about yeah you know but anyway seems like a good spot to end yeah thanks for tuning in everybody i know i hope that you have um now decided to give up your horrible ways and turn to Jesus. <laughs> no, no, but I hope that you're encouraged. Uh, like and subscribe. Be a follower of Jesus. Hit that notification and bell. the Guardrail podcast. <laughs> and I hope that you have a great week. Why don't you pray for them, Fa? Um, dear Jesus, I just pray that you would uh, open our eyes. Open our eyes. And turn our heads toward you. Father, I pray that no ministry be greater than you in our lives, Father. No thing that is in our path, Father, become greater than you. That we don't make idols out of anything, Father. I pray that um, we will be able to worship you as we are. And we will be able to recognize who we are and work our way into worshiping you from there father i pray that um anyone the sound of my voice that is in a place that is hurting and they're leading i pray that first you would just touch them and help to heal them help to uh, carry the burden father but i also pray that they would be able to identify what's wrong and correct it father and just bring your correction and your love in your your hands to lift up that burden and just get rid of it and that that be able to look at you father and delight in you and be able to minister out of that overflow and that relationship with you father not out of religion not out of their own hands but out of what comes out from you father in the name of jesus i pray amen amen all right we'll see you again next week yep thanks for tuning in that's a wrap on episode 25 is it? Yeah. Okay. See All you right, people. Bye. Bye. <laughs>